0: Can you imagine the great thrill and wonderful opportunity that God has given us to work with the creator of the universe, to be a part of his plan and work and history and everything that's going on? God has chosen you and chosen me to be a part of what he is doing and seeking to do throughout all of time as he brings us together. See, it's been always been God's will. Always been God's desire that every single person might know and understand that he loves them, gave himself for them in Christ Jesus, and desires for them to have a personal relationship with him through that faith, through Christ and all that's going on. And he's chosen through all of that to understand and to give us the understanding that it has always been his plan to use his people to tell those who don't know him how to know Him and to be a part of that. We have a great calling. We have an amazing opportunity as God's people to join in with the creator of the universe and carrying out the plan of God throughout all eternity and what He wants to see and do and be a part of. See, that's what I want us to understand this morning. Most of us have a hard time accepting. We don't want to really believe it. We, we maybe know it in our minds, but we don't want to pull it down into our hearts and understand God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. There's not a single one of us that's left out of God's calling. Not a single one of us that, doesn't, that God doesn't have a plan for and a desire to use and to know and be a part of that as we look at it. I want to introduce you to someone this morning that probably you've overlooked in Scripture. It's, it's hard, it's easy to do as we look and see and understand that And we find it in the book of Exodus in chapter 31 This person that I want to share with you and learn a few lessons from together this morning Exodus chapter 31 in the first five verses of that book As we look at that chapter together and being a part of it and I'm going to invite you to stand with me as we honor the reading of God's word And just let it speak to us in this moment as we have the opportunity to do so Exodus chapter 31 verses 1 through 5 now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called my, by name Beziel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, and the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship, to make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and in bronze, and the cutting of stones for settings and in the carving of wood, that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship we moved over to chapter 35, we would read those same words again as as Moses just confirms the reality that not only did Beziel hear those words, understand that he was called of God, but that he chose to put that calling into practice and to use those gifts as he has. Pray with me this morning. Father, as we look at this passage of scripture and we're introduced to a person that many of us probably have overlooked in in our scripture reading. It's just a name that's hard to say and one we pass over and maybe we don't spend a lot of time thinking about what it says about Beziel. But I pray, Father, this morning that we will understand that He's in the Bible for a reason. And, and it's for us to understand that each of us have a calling, that each of us have been, are called by God to use the unique gifts that we have and all that God wants to do in and through us in order to make a difference in the world in which we live, in order to help the church be built up as we help one another in all the things that are going on. So I pray this morning that you would just speak to our hearts and that you would remind us of all that you want to do in each of our lives, that you would help us to see how precious each one of us are in your sight and how you have personally chosen to gift us and to give us the privilege and the opportunity to use that giftedness for the glory of God and for the benefit of the church and the people of God and all things. So speak to our hearts, I pray this morning, in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, Beziel is a... As far as we can tell, it's the first person in the Bible that the Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit of God. And you think about that for a moment and you think, well, you know, there's Moses and there's all those people before. But here's the first one that the Scripture specifically says he was filled with the Spirit of God. Now, he's not a preacher. He's not a deacon or an elder. He's not a Sunday school teacher or anything else. He's, he's not a politician. He's not anyone except an ordinary man. The Bible wants us to understand that God uses common men and women to do uncommon things that God uses ordinary people just like you and me to do extraordinary things in the kingdom of God and being a part of that. And Beziel stands out for us as one of those examples of a person whom God had gifted and given him the ability to do some things and then he gave him a task to perform and he responded by being obedient to that task and being a part of having a great part of, of building the temple and the things that would go on in the tabernacle in the wilderness and all the things that would be a part of that tabernacle and the furnishings of God that he chose to be a part of. You and I have been gifted by God. We have been given the opportunity and the privilege to work with God and to be a part of all the things that's going on. See, every person that knows Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, without exception, you're not the exception, so don't pat yourself on the back. It didn't happen to me. Every person that has ever truly accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior has been gifted by the Holy Spirit of God. Every single one of us have gifts that God has given to us and He expects us to use them for His glory and for the benefit of the church. We're accountable to Him to use them and how we use them as we're a part of it, as we do those things. And we need to understand that and realize that. Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need each other. We help each other. We're dependent upon each other to use the giftedness that we have in the things that were going on. Over the last year a little more now as we've heard it we've all heard it over and over again we're all in this together we're talking about COVID and all the things that are going on well that's not anything new that's been the truth of the church ever since its beginning we're in this together folks it's always been about all of us together doing God's work and doing the things that God wants us to do we're in this together but we forget that and we take it for granted. Maybe you remember, some of you remember, some of the young ones probably never heard of it, but some of you who are close to my age or in that realm somewhere may remember the idea of the, of the little story of the little red hen. Now, the little red hen, the story says, found the grain of wheat and, and went around and began asking people who would help plant that little grain, that seed. Well, the cat said, not I. I'm not helped. And the goose said, not I. And the duck said, not I. And the pig said, not I. And so the little red hen said, I'll do it myself. And went and planted the seed. And the seed grew and got ready to harvest. And so the little red hen said, who will help me gather the wheat and bring it in? Again, those four animals, not I, not I, not I, not I. Once more, it's time now that the wheat had been together. It's time to thresh it and mow it and get it ready to make into flour, so they can make some bread with it. Who will help me? Well, not I. Not I, not I, not I. And then it came time to make the bread. Who's going to help me make the bread? Once more. Uh, not I, said the goose. Not I, said the dog. I mean the cat. Not I, said the duck. And Not I, said the pig. Then it was time when the bread came out of the oven. Who's going to help me eat it? I will, I will. I will. I will. All of them was willing to eat it. That's just like the church today. That's a sad fable table idea of the church. We all are willing for someone to do the work, just not me. We all want all the benefits of that person's work that they're doing but we don't want to be the ones who do it. We just want to partake of the outcome. We just want to enjoy the blessings. It's the same way we treat God. We want all of God's blessings. We want Him to do everything good for us, but we don't want to respond by giving Him our lives and taking the giftedness that He's given to us and offering it back to Him in order to serve Him and to allow Him to use us in the work of the kingdom and all that's going on. We're busy being like the cat. We're busy being like the pig. We're busy being like the duck and the goose. Not I, not I, not I, but as soon as the offering is there, for us to have a blessing, we say, God, I want all the blessing you can give me. It's time the church wakes up and realizes every single one of us who know him and understand that we have a genuine relationship with him are called to use the giftedness that we have to be able to honor God, to glorify God, and to build up the church. And you see, there's many parts. The Bible tells us we're one body, but it's made up of many parts. It tells us that not any of us are exactly alike. Not any of us are called to do the exact kind of the same thing. Not all of us are called to be preachers. Not all of us are called to be teachers. Not all of us are called to be singers. Not all of us are called to do everything. But some of us are called to serve in different ways. Some of us are called to be prayer warriors. Some of us are called to write notes to people and be words of encouragement. Some of us are called to work in the kitchen. Some of us are called to use different kinds of gifts, to be administrators, to be carriers own to the finances of all the different things that go on it doesn't matter what it is we have a giftedness that God has given to us specifically for the purpose of glorifying him by the use of our gift for his glory for his purpose and to build up the body of Christ see we are to be continually helping each other be everything God wants us to be through prayer through encouragement through all the different things that we have and there's a difference that we need to keep a hold of in our mind as we think about that there's a difference between the gift And the gifts. See, the gift is what makes us a child of God. It's the gift of God's grace. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit in our life when we trust the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the gift. The gifts are the many things that God gives us to do. They're looked at in Romans 12 in 1 Corinthians 12. In other places, we can find a list of those, not exhaustive, but ideas of the kinds of gifts that are there. They're individual gifts that God gives the child of God not lost people, only the child of God are gifted spiritually by God are given the spiritual gift to use for a purpose of glorifying Him and building up the church, not of glorifying myself. God didn't give me any gift that was about me. He didn't give me anything that was to be able to promote me. Everything is to promote Him, to magnify Him, and to build up one another in the church. To help each of us be all that we need to be and ought to be for the kingdom of God and what's going on and being a part of it. We are called and gifted by God to do it. We, we have the ability to do it. He left us a commission going to all the world and tell everybody about Jesus Christ and he tells us that we're to go in, into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the other parts, parts of the world. And every single thing he's asked us to do, he has empowered us to do. God never places before you something that you can't do. Maybe you can't do it by yourself, but you can do it in Him. And that's what He wants you to do is use Him. Walk with Him. Understand that He's with you, empowering you gifting you to do the things that he's called you to do. We we need to get in this thing together, folks. We need to understand that every single one of us, you can't look around and say, well, that's for oh so-and-so to do, or that's for somebody else to do. No, it's not. It's for you to do. Every single one of us have been gifted by the Holy Spirit of God, and until we wake up as a church, wake up as a people of God in this nation and around the world, and understand that it's not somebody else's job, it's my job. It's not someone else's responsibility, it's my responsibility. I have been gifted by God. I have been called by God. I have a calling to do the work in the ministry of God in whatever way he has gifted me to do it. And one day I will stand accountable before him and give an answer to what I did with the gift that I had. How'd you use it? Well, I didn't do anything. I didn't really believe you gave me one. I mean, I, I could see it in everybody else, but I didn't really think you gave me one. That's Satan talking. God specifically says... I have given every single child of God a gift. Some many, some one, doesn't matter. You look at the parables, 10, five, one, doesn't matter what it is. What did you do with what you got? How did you use the giftedness that I gave you? How did you take hold? Of, see, if, if we would understand, that God has gifted us. And when we get a hold of that gift and we realize it belongs to God and that we can use it for God, it becomes something that, that brings great joy in our life. It becomes a passion in our life. It becomes something that rather than serving God being a burden, a drudgery, something, oh, I've got to go up there and do this again. I've got to. No, it becomes that which motivates us. It becomes exciting to us. We want to do that. We want to do it because it's our passion. See, one of the things that we've helped ourselves be deceived in is the fact that we think that we have to do something because somebody's got to do it and if somebody's going to do it nobody's going to do it then maybe it's I'm the one that's supposed to do it and we don't really do it because we want to because we have a joy in doing it because we have a passion for doing it because we're gifted to do it we're just filling in the blanks but if we got a hold of that giftedness if we allowed God to take us and to open our minds and our hearts to how He wants to use us and how He has put us in the church for a specific purpose and with a plan to build up this body of Christ and, and to help the church be all that it could be and bring glory to Him, we'd get excited about what we were doing. We'd love what we were doing. We couldn't wait to have the opportunity to do it again and again and again and again and again because it becomes our passion. It becomes that which we desire more than we want anything else. And what we need to learn to do as a church is help one another find what it is It's each of our gifts are and help us find that passion that we want to serve in and put a, plug us into those places that we really love that we really have a passion for that we're gifted for so that we can all together that's no wonder that people don't want to come to church anymore we don't, they don't see a passion in our lives. They don't see a joy in our lives. They don't see us longing to do the things of God and just being excited about the privilege and the opportunity to serve God and be a part of His kingdom and all that's going on. He wants us to get a hold of that which is ours and use it for His glory and being a part of it. You see, there's a principle here that we need to understand. Not every vessel, not every gift, can work the same way. If You can take a perfectly good vessel, but if you use it in the wrong way, it's no good. And that's what a lot of us are doing with our gifts. we either not using them or we're using them in the wrong way because we feel some kind of obligation to fill a row that's really not ours to fill. God gifted us. If I were to, this is a colander, a strainer, whatever you want to call it. And as you can see, hopefully, those of you way, way back there can see that there's holes in it. If I were to ask you to fill a bucket of water with this, it might take you a little while to get it done. Maybe you would never get it done. I, you know, it'd be pretty tough. Fill water. It's not any good for that purpose. It's useless. Just, well, throw it away. if That's all it can do is to fill something with water. But if, on the other hand, I were to put some fruit in here or some vegetables or something in here and run water over them to wash them and cleanse them, get them ready and prepared to use, to eat, to cook, whatever it was going to be, It serves a wonderful purpose for it allows the water and the dirt and the things that were on those vegetables to pass through and be off and the vegetables the fruit to be clean and ready to use. When it's used rightly, it works the way it's supposed to. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. And you and I need to understand that. We have been given a gift. We've been given a calling. And when we let God use us the way God wants us to, there's joy and there's, there's wonder. We see the mighty hand of God at work in our lives and we see the privilege of what's happening because we let God take hold of our lives and use them for the purpose for which they were given to us. We get the opportunity to find the joy of the Lord in our lives because we're walking in the will of God and we're doing those things that God wants us to do and that we love to do. You know, I've watched people and so have you and maybe you've been one of them. That have served the Lord faithfully year after year after year after year, but you've never really had any joy in it. It's just, I just know I'm supposed to because I'm a Christian. And then all of a sudden, they got plugged into a ministry or into an opportunity. Something came up that they really got a hold of, and it got a hold of them. And they were, re- you know, that's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be a part of something like that, and it's not been available, but now it is. And all of a sudden, you just see them catch on fire, and the joy fills up their life. Their faces become alight with the privilege and the joy and the light of God in their heart, because they found something for which they're gifted, and they can pour their heart into it, and they can give it fully and freely and completely in their life, because God has given them His power, His presence, His joy, and the privilege of being there. That's what we need to do. You need to understand what your spiritual gift is. And if you don't know what it is, first of all, don't listen to Satan tell you that you don't have one that's a lie if you don't have one it's because you're not a Christian if you're a Christian you're gifted period and you need to know what that gift is and if you don't know what it is then you need to get on your knees before the Father and you need to say to him help me to learn and understand what is my spiritual gift and then how to use it in your kingdom work and he'll show you because he wants you to know He he gives us all of it and He wants us to know what it is. And He wants us to use it for His glory. And He wants us to use it to benefit one another and to being a part of it. And you need to learn what it is so that you can allow God to help you. Sometimes we can help one another discover those gifts. We see something in, a certain part, in someone. We see the, what they do, how they use their life. We see joy when they're doing one thing and not so much when they're doing something else. And we can come along beside them and can say to them, have you ever thought about doing this with your life? Have you ever considered being... A teacher, have you ever considered working in the hospitality committee? Have you ever, you just love people and you love to serve people. Maybe that'd be something you could do. Have you ever thought about, we can help them. But the Holy Spirit will give each of us the understanding and the knowledge of what our giftedness is if we'll humble ourselves before Him and just simply say to Him, Father, I want to know what You have gifted me to do among Your people and in the world in which I live, and I want to use that giftedness for Your glory. I want to do what You've called me to do, and I want to do it with all the joy and the wonder and the privilege in my life. I want to be a part of it. Now, to be gifted by the Holy Spirit is different than a talent. Do not miss." Place. talent and gifts are not the same we're born with physical talents we only get spiritual gifts when we are born into the kingdom of God now a talent can become a tool used of God it can become dedicated to God and blessed by God and used to glorify God in wonderful, wonderful ways but all of it has to be for God's glory for His sake and not for our own as the things as we look at, it, as we see, we, we need to get a hold of that. We need to understand what's going on and being a part of it. We're not the same, thankfully. And we can't measure one another by what one does and what another does because we're not supposed to. God didn't want us all to be the same. You remember the scripture in Corinthians when he talks about what if everybody was an eye? That'd be kind of awkward. Not to mention, not very pleasing to look at all the time. Or what if everybody was afoot? Or what if everybody was a? Af- we're, we're not the same. None of us are. We're not supposed to be. But we are supposed to understand what part we play, what part we're, we are, and to be the best that we can be at what we have to do. And not measured by one another, measured by God's, spirit in us and how he works in us and what he wants from us to honor him, to glorify him in all that we do, in all that we say. The Bible says that Belziel put his talents that God had given him and he used them as he committed them by the power of the spirit of God in him to bring glory to God and to help provide a place of worship For the people of God. Just an ordinary man. That used his hands. And was willing to give his hands to the Father. And say they're yours. And I'll use them for whatever you want me to use them for. I don't know what your gift is. But I know you need to know what it is yourself. And I know each of us need to make a commitment to the Father. That we're going to take that which he's given us. And give it back to Him in service, and in love, and in joy, and in the privilege of being a part of the plan of God for this world. So God has a plan for your life. has a purpose for who you are. And You need to understand that. You need to accept it. And you need to you surrender to what God wants to do in and through you. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning... As we gather together in this place for your glory and for your honor. We do it a lot of times simply by habit. We do it sometimes because we feel an obligation to do it. Not because we really find joy or wonder or privilege in being a part of the things that are there. I think first of all I would just say would you help us to learn how once again to really love worship to love getting together with the people of God and celebrating you and all that you are. And then, Father, would you just help us to learn how to surrender ourselves and have a desire to surrender ourselves to what you want to do in us and through us. Remind us and drive it home. Don't let it fade from our minds. We are gifted by God himself. To do the work of God in whatever way that may come. We don't put limits on it because you're unlimited in your ability to call and to use and to demonstrate your power in all of our lives. No matter who we are, no matter what we may think about our abilities or whatever we would call our giftedness, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit gifting us to do the ministry of the creator of the universe teach us what it is give us a love and a passion for what we can do and then open up the doors of opportunity so that we can put those things to work, to practice to being the kind of people of God that we ought to be serving one another, glorifying you and reaching out to a lost world Father I I don't know if anyone here knows what their gift is or if everyone does. I pray they all do. And I pray that we'll learn that we need to put it to use, whatever it is, to glorify you in all things. And I pray that in Christ's name.